When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Way, back again with the Arsenal Agenda series and I'm delighted to be joined by a stranger, <laughs> Charlie, Charlie Barkley. Charlie, how you doing? It's been a yeah. long time. Yeah, it has been a little while, hasn't it? But yeah, I'm doing well, thank you. And yeah, it's good to be back on here after however many, two weeks or so off. Yeah, but it, it was nice to get a little break. I, feel, I know that I've I've had a break over this past month, really, but it's been it's been nice to have another one because we we all need it sometimes, don't we? So, but yeah, it's good to be back. You, you look like you got a nice tan. <laughs> I tried. I tried. I, I was in the sun quite a bit, to be fair, but because it was Lanzarote, the the wind it, it's really windy, so you do actually you end up getting the most of the sun, really. But but yeah, it, um, I was trying. <laughs> yeah, no, you, it looks like you have had a good time. Um, but happy to have you back. Um, it's been busy. It's been busy since since you were away, um, yeah. sunning it up in Lanzarote. Um, we'll speak about, we'll do a proper season preview tomorrow morning ahead of the game against Nottingham Forest. But just want to get your initial thoughts before we speak about transfers. How are you looking uh, in terms of the season? Like, are you, are you looking forward to it? Optimistic for the season ahead? Title race, etc.? Yeah, 100%. I'm definitely excited because of how well we did last season. And the kind of like lessons that we learned from, I think it was like getting, however, like nine points or something from the last seven. It was something like that. It's probably wrong, but it was around that. It was a low amount of points from the from the past few games of the season. It wasn't good enough for Arsenal. But the fact that we did so well leading up to that and then kind of falling at the last hurdle, I don't think that will happen again. I think that we will just con- consistently be competing at the top. I know that it will. I reckon it will be a bit more difficult this season. I think I would expect to see Liverpool back up there again. Uh, I'm not going to say Chelsea that are going to be com- are going to be competing for the title, but I think that they will be giving teams a, a better run for their money instead of the season that they've just had. So I think it might be a bit. It could be a bit more difficult, but I'm definitely excited with with seeing how well Arsenal are playing, the the quality of signings that we've made, and I mean, we saw it in the Carabao Cup. I'd, I've, I haven't actually been able to have a chance to speak about it, but like the likes of Timber, he had an amazing game. I kept on. I was community watching Shield. Community Shield isn't Carabao yeah. Cup. Community Shield. Sorry, the Community Shield. <laughs> the Community Shield. Sorry, yeah. The and I, I was watching it with my dad, and I was saying, "Oh yeah, Timber, Timber again, Timber again, Timber again." And he saw Declan Rice pop up every so often. It well, I say every so often, a lot of times in midfield etc etc and it's only going to get better for Arsenal with the quality of signings we're going to be speaking about one obviously in a minute but yeah you can only expect better and bigger things to come this season with how well we've done in the summer transfer window what we've looked like in the pre-season what we've looked like in the community shield uh, finally beating Man City after three seasons or something like that 
And yeah, you can only be excited for what is to come next season, really. Yeah, I'm without a doubt. I think it's exciting times ahead uh, for Arsenal. I think you saw last season, the progression that we saw from the team, the development. Um, they're not the finished article. That's what you can say about this Arsenal team. There's more to come from them. Obviously, we had um, not not the best of times uh, towards the end of the season, towards the last stages of the season. Things went wrong. But I think that's going to do uh, this current team the world of good. I think there will be better for that, if I'm honest. They'll improve on that. That pain of last season, just falling short, will have hurt them. But again, I, I'm pretty confident that they'll, they'll go again for the upcoming season. And I've said it before, to be fair, I can only see two teams competing for, for this Premier League title, and that is uh, Manchester City and Arsenal. So I'm buzzing. I can't wait to get it all started tomorrow night uh, as Manchester City kick off the Premier League campaign against Burnley. But moving on to transfers, uh, Charlie, a move which we knew was going to happen. Obviously, after Matt Turner completed his move to Nottingham Forest, which again could see him coming back to the Emirates on Saturday and starting for, for the opposition. But David Rye is set to join Arsenal on loan with an option to buy from Brentford. So the deal is expected to see Raya move across London for an initial £3 million loan fee with the option of making the switch permanent for a further £27 million next summer. Raya had one, one year left on his contract with Brentford and now he's extended that. So for me, when this news came out yesterday, I think it was, I think it was Ornstein who was the first to uh, break it. I was like, wow, Edu, round of applause. For me, we spoke off, off air. This is one of the best deals of this summer transfer window. In terms of the fee that we're basically giving Brentford, um, £3 million to bring in a top, top goalkeeper. And it's basically an audition for David Raya. Look, you've got one year at Arsenal to prove yourself. Show us why that you can potentially be number one at this football club. Show us why you can take off this jersey uh, off Aaron Ramsdale, compete with him. And it's the same with Aaron Ramsdale. He's got one year to basically prove that he should be Arsenal's number one. So this this battle between both goalkeepers is going to be fascinating. And we're in a perfect predicament right now. We're in a perfect predicament. If it goes right, we get David Raya, £30 million. It's a win-win situation. And this was the fee already being touted before this loan move. If it doesn't say work out, he departs and Aaron Ramsdale's our number one because he's proven that he's more than capable of being Arsenal's number one. So Edu, Richard Garlic, Arteta, the Cronkies, it's a fantastic piece of business from this club. Yeah, exactly. I think, yeah, I, I do agree with you with how kind of like clever this deal is. And uh, I think with all parties, it's actually a very... It is a very good deal for all parties, as I, yeah, yeah as I was just mentioning, and because obviously, as we've said, David, as you just said, sorry, David Rye, he's obviously just extended his contract with Brent with Brentford, and obviously he's going to have the kind of like audition, as you just mentioned, with Arsenal. So we get to kind of he gets to have a feel about it as to as to what he's like in this Arsenal team, how well he can do, and I mean he deserves obviously. I think he deserves uh, a move to a bigger club than Brentford because of how well he's been doing. I think a lot of, I say success for Brentford because really they have had a successful couple of seasons in the Premier League. You wouldn't have expected them to actually mm. still be here. 
And I reckon part of that is down to David Bra. He's done fantastically. He's made some fantastic saves. It's like, I mean, he's made more saves than, I think he made more saves than Aaron Ramsdale last season because of, I mean, Arsenal's defence is obviously a bit better than Brentford's, but the amount of shots that he get that uh, is against him, but he keeps on coming out with these saves again and again and again. So you never know. He might be better than Aaron Ramsdale. He might not. And we're going to figure that out in this season mm. in the three million that we're going to pay him, uh, pay Brentford, sorry, in the three million for this season, we'll figure that out. And whether he ends up being our number one, whether Aaron Ramsdale continues being our number one, or they're kind of just uh, kind of like switching every so often, for next season, I, and maybe for, sorry for next season, and maybe the season after that. You never know that that might continue to switch. I mean, I know that uh, uh, with Chelsea there was Edouard Mendy. He was kind of their number one keeper, but then it was every so often it was Kepa, and it was kind of like that. I know that it's a little bit different, but it might not be. And obviously, we'll end up seeing that in the coming seasons. Maybe well, this season, maybe the coming seasons, and we're obviously only going to figure that out with how well they're going to do each of them actually because Ramsdale he had a, a interview didn't he where he was asked yeah. about uh about these links with David Raya and he said that it's just going to push him even harder he's going to try his, he? He, he, yeah exactly he's going to try his extra best to to continue being Arsenal's number one and they're going to push each other uh I mean Ramsdale spoke about the goalkeeper union how important that is for Arsenal and he said that the, the the competition between each keeper, say David Raya comes in and does take his number one spot, the competition with each keeper and the fact that you want the team to do well, it can't. He doesn't think, oh yeah, he's taking my spot. They're mm. just trying to. It's a bigger picture, isn't it? Exactly, exactly. And I, I only think that David Raya is going to help us in going forward. I mean, normally we see we see teams have like a a main goalkeeper for the Premier League, for the Champions League, etc., and then a cup gamekeeper. I mean, we saw Matt Turner in the earlier stages of the Europa League. We saw him come in. Engel, we saw him come in. Uh, I think he made seven appearances for the club and he made four four clean sheets in, in seven. In, he made four clean sheets in those. So, obviously, he didn't actually get a proper, proper chance, whereas I think that uh, David Raya will. I think that they'll get an equal chance, David um, David Raya and Aaron Ramsdale, this season. I do think that they will get a very even chance and obviously get to show why they should be the Arsenal's number one and possibly for David Raya, obviously, going into the season after that, where we'll pay £27 million. And I think that's a... I think that's a very good deal, especially, and I'm I'm loving this because obviously Brentford um, turned down Spurs for thirty or thirty-five million earlier on in the summer transfer window. So, mm. yeah, it's, it's all it's this is another thing on top of a good thing for us. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that interview that you mentioned is a good point that Ramsdale uh, done. I think it was with ITV Sport a, a few days ago, and he spoke about what you've just touched on the goalkeeper uh, union and after the Community Shield victory. Um, when the players are celebrating, they all run over to Aaron Ramsdale to try and uh, get him to basically join in on the celebrations. And he's basically pushing them away. And the first person that he goes to is Matt Turner. And I think Matt Turner would have helped him in training in terms of potentially penalty kicks, helping him save those, helping him uh, improve on his technique in terms of uh, penalty spot kicks. So again, he speaks about goalkeeping uh, union, and Aaron Ramsdale made a good point. 
he said the same thing. He said, basically, when he first joined Arsenal, he had that in his mindset. Look, I'm going to take Bernd Leno's place. Yeah. He had that in his mindset. He was coming to take someone's place. And he basically said, I can't think that no one's going to do the same to me because it's football. Like, he's number one now. He needs to prove that he's capable of being number one for this football club. And I think he is. I think he is. I think healthy competition will do him the world of good because there is a top goalkeeper there. It's just about concentration levels at times. And a player like David Raya will push him, will push him a lot. And again, just a brief uh, mention uh, of Edu, top, top work. I think he's been criticised a lot during the past few seasons. Uh, I go back to that Thomas Partey deal when we bought him from Atletico Madrid. There was basically talk that, oh, Edu's not doing enough. He's basically just going over to uh, La Liga headquarters and he's basically paying buyout clauses. What is he doing? What is he doing? But I think over the past few seasons... He's improved leaps and bounds. I think the stuff that he's doing in terms of reducing the wage bill, getting rid of the um, players that we don't really need, um, the likes of Aubameyang, the Ozos of this world, making the squad younger, um, retaining value for players, signing p- big players on big contracts like William Salibas of this world, Bakaya Saka, Aaron Ramsdale, etc. And now with this deal for David Raya, what it shows me is that he's improving in this uh, director role. He's using his initiative now. And that's a smart piece of business, I think. You'd see someone like Raul Sinelli doing that a few seasons ago. So it shows how far Edu has come. Yeah. And again, what this deal does, I think he basically it is an audition. Similar to when I think we bought Martin Odegaard. We bought him first on loan yeah. for a couple of seasons to, to basically test out the feelers, see if he's capable of playing in the Premier League, if he's capable of playing for Arsenal. And obviously, he proved that he is. We bought him on a on a long-term contract. And, and I think we'll see similar with David Raya. I think David Raya will push Ramsdale uh, all the way. And fingers crossed he does, because again, healthy competition is what we want at this football club. Um, Charlie Patino, another interesting one. Like All the talk during the summer was Charlie Patino, it seems that he wants to leave permanently. He wants to move away from the club on a permanent uh, basis. Um, there was links to a whole host of teams from the Championship to the Premier League. I think Luton Town were linked, clubs in the Spanish division, etc. Um, but it seems now he's heading to Swansea City on loan. It's interesting, isn't it? Because you'd have you'd expected a permanent deal, but a loan is interesting because, yeah, it's it's a weird one. What's your take on it? Uh, I completely agree. It is a bit of a weird one, but I think it's because Arteta, he he, he clearly, clearly sees something in Charlie Patino because otherwise we'd have seen him go out on a permanent deal somewhere else. And I think we even made a, I think we even made a, a video on it late, uh, quite early on in the summer transfer window saying that Charlie Patino will be leaving the club. Hmm. We were just expecting this to happen. We were just expecting it to be a permanent deal somewhere else instead of Swansea on a season-long loan. But I do think that it will continue to do him a a great deal of good. I think when he was at Blackpool, I think he was injured for a little while at Blackpool, if I remember correctly. So he obviously didn't get a full proper 
a proper go at it. Even when he did kind of like show up at Blackpool, he he did actually do well every so often. I wasn't. I'm not saying that he was fantastic, and I'm not saying that I actually completely watched him every uh, all the time. I'm just saying that the stats that he produced that he produced for Blackpool it actually it was decent. But the only way that he's going to get better is if he has a full season at some at a kind of. At a club that he's going to be playing almost it's, week in, week out, and he's not the style as well. It's the style yeah. of the team, isn't it? Yeah, Blackpool, yeah. no disrespect to them, and Swansea. Swansea are much better footballing side, and Charlie yeah. Patino needs that. I think mm-hmm. that season at Blackpool, it would have helped him because the championship is a physical league. Um, you need to be on it week in, week out for the whole duration of 90 minutes. But this spell at Swansea, you want to see him. Personally, for myself, you want to see him more on the ball, making things happen, um, impacting games in terms of goal contributions, assist contributions, etc. But yeah, two years I think he's got left on his contract. Hmm. So this is a, this is a key loan spell for him, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. He do, he needs to actually prove himself at Swansea, and as you were just mentioning, he needs to get on the ball more. He needs to. We we need to see more of him because. The competition that he's got now in the midfield with the signing of Declan Rice and accept and Havertz, you know, we might see him more in the midfield. The competition that he's got in midfield now, we might see Smith Rowe come into the to the number eight role. He's got a lot of competition in this Arsenal midfield now. And the only way that he's going to get a shot in this Arsenal midfield is by completely proving himself at Swansea this season to have a go in the Arsenal kind of like he'll come back at the end of the season, sorry, and he'll have, and he'll try to prove himself even further in Arsenal training, possibly even try and have a go in the in the Carabao Cups, in the earlier kind of like rounds of the FA Cup, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. You never know, we might be able to see that of him. But it is it is very interesting. But as I said at the start just then, it Arteta clearly sees something in him. And from what we've seen of Arteta for the past few seasons, I put my trust completely in Arteta. I, I, I do because of how well, from where he's taken us, from where from where we were to where he's taken us. I mean, even in his first season, we won the FA Cup. I mean, you can't, you can't go in. It, it wasn't much better for us in that season. I mean, we, the only way that we were able to get into the Europa League was because we won the FA Cup. And I think... Yeah, I just I all of my trust is in Arteta, and he clearly sees something in in Charlie Patino, as I just mentioned. So, hopefully, we will be seeing Patino pop up more in a Swansea shirt, and he'll be able to prove himself. But even so, I do personally, I think that it'll be very, very difficult for him to even get back into this Arsenal yeah. side. Maybe Arteta's trying to take him out on loan getting back to the club so he can drive his price up. That might be what his his kind of like his thinking behind that is and Edu's thinking behind that is. And even so, I think that's I think that's still a good idea for us because we might not have actually been getting much for him anyway. Mm-hmm. So the fact that he is going out on loan and can be proven himself, I think that I think that's a very good idea. Yeah, no, I agree. Um Hopefully he has a good loan spell uh, yeah. over in the championship with Swansea because I think there's a good player there. But yeah, I agree. I think it's difficult um, for him to break into the Arsenal team um, right now because the level that we are heading to is basically high, high standard and you have to be on it 
week in, week out. We're not at that stage where we can be given too many youngsters opportunities. Like, don't get me wrong. We've kept we've kept uh, Ethan Onieri, uh, Mars Lewis Skelly. I look at those two players and I think, wow, phenomenal talents. Can they break into the Arsenal first team? Potentially, when I look at those two, I'm probably looking at Ethan Onieri. I'm thinking that this guy can potentially break into the Arsenal first team setup. But with Charlie Patino, I think it's been a bit stop-start. But let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. It could be potentially Arsenal looking to drive up the price. But with two years left on his contract, in an ideal world, it would have been good to at least time down to a new long-term contract. And then if he has that loan spell, if he is a success, we get a bit of uh, profitable, profitable amounts for him. But let's see what happens in terms of that. Final topic um, of this morning, uh, Charlie, regarding Mikel Arteta potentially looking to bring in one more signing, uh, one more big signing after this uh, David Raya uh, move is basically completed. Not really surprising, personally, from my side. I'm not really surprised. I think in the back of my mind, I always thought that once we completed the signings of Havertz, Declan Rice, Yuri and Timber, there would be two more additions. We brought in one with David Raya. If I'm honest, I never really expected it in terms of a goalkeeper coming. I think that was left field. It was a it was a good opportunity for Arsenal, and they've taken it. Um, the independent have basically said that Arsenal and Arteta are looking for a number six, uh, a midfielder, someone who is more different to the likes of uh, Declan Rice, Thomas Partey, Jorginho. I can't really see it happening. If I'm honest, I can't really see a midfielder coming in um, towards what last three weeks of the window. But I'm looking at someone, again, someone that can compete with Bukaya Saka. We've been linked with Mohamed Kudus. I know that's gone a bit quiet in recent days because Brighton have been seemingly in poor position for him. And Sufati, he's on the market. Someone to watch, potentially. João Felix, again, his future is uncertain. He's not happy at Atletico Madrid. It could be an option for Arsenal. Obviously, Gabriel Jesus is out injured. Someone that could potentially come in, um, play as a false nine if you wanted to stick him there. Someone that can play out wide. Again, another option. But there are options out there if we do want to potentially buy a wide forward. But yeah, I'm not looking at necessarily a midfielder towards the latter stages of this window. I'm looking at potentially a wide forward to compete with Bukayo Saka. Yeah, 100%. The... I think because we brought in Declan Rice and we've still got Partey, I think that's ve- I think that's actually I think that was very kind of like essential for us to keep him and Jorginho. All three of them can play in the number six role, so I don't see us mm. needing another number six or a, another midfielder for that for that matter. Yeah, and I do agree with you. I think that if we are to bring someone else in, it does need to be an attacker. Uh, you did obviously just mention the someone to compete with Bukayo Saka. I think I could I agree with that, but I also think about the striker role. We still haven't seen anything go on. I mean, we've seen kind of like bids and reject uh, rejected bids for Balogun. I think was it AC Milan, uh, 35 million bid for him. Monaco, or like that. AC rejected. Milan, Inter Milan. So exactly. many teams have been after him. Nothing's actually gone through with uh, with Balogun. And I think I wouldn't be surprised if we actually see kind of like more happen with Balogun in the uh, in the coming weeks. But I think that a striker might be best for us to kind of like bring in. And I mean, saying that, I do kind of feel bad for Nketiah because he he keeps on getting, he does get these chances. And 
more often than not, he actually pulls through. Like last season when Gabriel Jesus was injured, he's he was actually scoring quite a bit. I, I know that he dropped off a, a little bit towards the end when Gabriel Jesus started getting back into training, etc. But even so, he kind of pulled through. But if we're going to be ruthless and if we're going to be pushing Man City for this title, isn't Ketia good enough to be that striker that can replace Gabriel Jesus uh, when he's injured? You never know, as we were just saying with Gabriel, uh, with Bukayo Saka, someone to someone to. Kai Havertz not that. Yeah, yeah, it's true. I, I guess that is true. But Kai Havertz, it's it's a weird one with Havertz. We I have think options, that's, though. That's the good thing. Yeah, like, we have options. Yeah. I agree with you. No, I agree with you, like hundred percent. Like over the course of the season, if Eddie and Ketia were starting games instead of Gabriel Jesus for the whole duration over thirty-eight games, I don't think Arsenal would win the league hmm. because I just don't think he's at that standard. But what I do give Eddie Nketiah credit for, I think there's too much criticism labelled on Nketiah. There's always talk that can he come in, can he fill the void? But look, he's not going to play for 38 games. It's not going to happen. But what I've seen during pre-season, I think he, he has looked decent. He has looked decent. I thought he had a very good performance against Monaco when he captained the side. If I think if Balogun had that same performance against Monaco, Arsenal fans would be lauding him. But because it's Eddie and Ketiah, I think Arsenal at times, the fans, they like a shiny new toy. They want a striker. And I want a striker as well. I do want a striker. But I look at the market right now. Who is out there that is going to take Arsenal to that level? To that level, to the promised land. I don't think there's any availability in the last three weeks of the window. Ozyman's off the table. Again, if he was on the market, I could potentially be on board. I would be on board. Ivan Tony, he's banned until January. He's yeah. banned until January. If he wasn't, he would be a perfect option for this club. I think he would be. He would fit Arsenal seamlessly. Like he's a great, great player. But apart from that, who's out there? When you look at it, there's not, there's not, there's not many names. There's not many. Yeah. There's not many names, and I think that's again you need to look at that. Like we can't just bringing players just for the sake of it. Eddie and Ketiah, as a plan B, as a backup option, when you look over the course of Europe, in the Premier League, there's not many backup, better, better, back, better backup strikers than Eddie. True. When you look, when you look, like Manchester United, they've got one striker, Erasmus Hoyland, apparently he's going to be out for a few weeks because of a stress, stress fracture. But Manchester City, obviously they've got Julian Alvarez, He's, he's probably better than Eddie and Ketia. But apart from that, like, I just, I think there's just too much criticism on Eddie. It's true. As you always, saying, they, they, you, people always want a shiny new toy. Yeah, I want a yeah. shiny new toy as well. Yeah. I just don't want to bring in a toy just for the sake of it. Is he going to be better than Jesus? That's for me the key thing. I don't yeah. want to bring someone in if he's going to be better than Eddie and Ketia. I'm not judging, I'm not judging you on Eddie and Ketia. That player that we bring in has to be better than Eddie and Ketia, and he has to be better than Gabriel Jesus. If yeah. he's not better than both of them, there's no point. There True. is no point. Mm. Right now in Europe, there's a few strikers that I think are better than those two, which are available. I've just touched on it. Ozyman, uh Tony, who yeah. else? Drop some names in the comments because I'll, I'll be interested to know. But yeah, go on, Charlie. Uh, yeah, I, th I do agree with you. It, maybe it is that I wanted... I wanted 
a shiny new toy, as you just mentioned. Maybe it's that I want... Happy Mule toys, isn't it? From exactly. Yeah, exactly. Maybe I'd... I, I think it's just because I want Arsenal to... I want us to push as much yeah, as we can. And as you just said, think about the options that we've got. You can't really put any to, to mind straight away. You can't. And I said, just, I said at the start when I was talking about him, I feel bad for him because I do still quite rate him. I do think yeah, he's a he, player. He but even man. so, even if Nketi doesn't play, as you mentioned, Havertz, we might see him play up front. And he was so good. Him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what I was just about to mention in, in the Community Shield. Yes, I know that he possibly, I think he possibly should have done better with the second chance that he had. He, he I think he might have mishit it. But even so, it's good that he's in those positions, though. Exactly, he's in those positions. He's pre- he's pressurizing a lot, and that we didn't see that at Chelsea much yeah. at all. Yeah. He, he, uh, I mean, he was pressurizing a lot. He was getting in good positions, hold up play, and he's a tall player up front as well. He's six mm. foot four, and I, I mean, I've been saying for a while that I've been missing Giroud and some someone like Giroud that's tall can hold up the ball. Maybe we might see that in Giroud. Uh, in in Havertz, sorry, maybe we might see that in him, but obviously we haven't seen too much of him up front. I think he could, maybe he could be that player that can help. Kind of like maybe Gabriel Jesus can be that player that when he's fit can push Bukayo Saka because we've mentioned so many times that Gabriel Jesus can play on that right hand side. Uh, I yeah it. Yeah, I, I do agree with you. There's not many options for Arsenal to bring in. I, but yeah, I, I think, to be fair, if we don't make a new sign-in, if we don't make another sign-in, I'm still going to be ecstatic with how well we've done this summer transfer window. I mean, I, was it the first month of the, of the window we brought in? Hmm. Timber, Havertz and Declan Rice. You can't really get much better than that. The three priority targets that we had for the tr- summer transfer window, we brought we bought in in the first month. It can't get much better than that. And we've just bought in uh, David Rye as well on loan, which we just mentioned was a very, very good deal. Very clever deal. All parties concerned. It can't really get too much better than this in the summer transfer window for Arsenal. Don't get me wrong. If we did make another signing, I wouldn't be complaining, but there aren't many options as we just said. So yeah, but, I'm st- I'm still really happy with how well we've done the summer transfer window, and maybe we'll see kind of like more happen in the January transfer window. Maybe, mm. yeah. If an opportunity presents itself, Arsenal, Edu and Arteta in the past have shown that they are willing to make a move for someone. I've got a comment here. Um, I would love Ramos from Benfica. Apologies because yeah, Ramos assigned uh, for PSG, so. Yeah. Uh, he's a good player. He's a good player, but yeah, that move is done. I think eighty million season. euros or something like that. Yeah, it's season long loan. I think it was now. Oh, is season it long loan with an option right. to buy? So I think it'll probably be what you just touched on, eighty million or, or so. Um, but yeah, no, I agree. I think you, you look, you look at the signings um, that we've made in this transfer window. Fantastic, fantastic summer for Arsenal. Most important thing for me. We've kept our key players. We've kept the nucleus of the squad. The Saliba, he's still he's still at Arsenal. Yeah. Saka, he's still at Arsenal. Ramsdale, Odegaard. The nucleus of the squad is still intact. And that was the key thing before this transfer window um, started. If we keep this group of players together, we go again. And what Arsenal have done, they've strengthened. They've strengthened on top of that. They've bought in Declan Rice, they've bought in Timber, they've bought in Havertz, they've bought in David Raya. 
And the only big player that they've sold so far, touch wood, is Granit Xhaka. And they've upgraded on that position. Yeah. They've upgraded on that position. So Arsenal, with what, three weeks left until the transfer window um, slams shut, we're doing well. We're doing well. Yeah. So look, I think there's positive signs uh, to come uh, from the season ahead. But is there any attacking player Marcus says we could get um, in the comments? To be fair, I'm on board with Mohamed Kudus. I still think he's the, he's the signing that Arsenal need if they do want uh, a replacement or someone who can compete with Bakaya Saka if he is, say, injured or if he does need uh, a rest. Um, and I think Mohamed Kudus, for the value that he's at, £40 million, I think he's a top signer. I think he's 22 years old, young, someone that can come in, make an impact. Someone, again, who's very versatile, very yeah. versatile. Someone that can play as a false nine, someone that can play as a right-sided uh, forward, someone that can play as a midfielder if you want him to, a number 10. So again, very versatile. And again, Marcus makes a good point. Is he holding out for us? You just never know. You just never know. Um, Daniel in the comments says, between Ansu Fati and Kudus, who's better fit for our Arsenal side? Mohamed Kudus. Mohamed Kudus. Yeah. I think Ansu Fati, those injuries... Um, I think has impacted his form at Barcelona. It's always been stop-start. I think there's a good player there. He's very explosive. But I think what I like about Kudus, I like the fact that he can unlock defences. He's very trickery. Like, he's got the, that trickery side of him in his yeah. game. He can go one way, he can go another. And he can basically, if there's a game where you're drawing away from home or at home and you need a goal, you need someone to unlock the defence, whether it's off the bench or whether they're starting a game, Mohamed Kudus can do that. So if there's anyone that's going to be signed towards the latter stages of the window, I'm hoping that it's Kudus. But again, I agree with you. I think if if we don't make a signing um, before the window slam shot, I won't be too mad. I won't be exactly. too mad. Um, have you sold your FPO team? Pardon? Have you sold your FPO team out? Yeah, I've, I think I've sorted it out. I think I sorted it out. You know what? I took your I took your advice. I've got Ferguson in there. I've, oh, I've got him in there. Yeah, I'm taking your advice. Six million striker. It's not too bad. Interesting. But yeah, it's uh, yeah, I'll sort it out. I think. I'm thinking of what Arsenal um, related name I should choose. I've seen some great names on social media. Shiver me timbers. <laughs> there's a, there's a few, uh, yeah, few. no reese no pain or something like that but look let's see what happens but yeah let us know in the comments if you will be playing fpo um this season I'll, i haven't done my team yet i'll get on it i'll get on it because we do have a, we've, got, we've got a work group we've got work one yeah yeah we, yeah yeah so let's see what happens with that but charlie much appreciated you jumping on this morning thank you for having me and thank you for everyone watching and listening yeah, if you have enjoyed the show, uh, make sure to drop a like, comment. Again, thank you everyone for jumping on and watching and interacting. But yeah, if you have enjoyed the show, make sure to drop a like, comment and keep following us down the Arsenal way. Oh,